Welcome to this edition of Rural Perspectives, brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. I'm Don Wick, and back with us, Katie Tangen, Market Education Specialist with Ag Country. And Katie, certainly an uh, unusual time. We don't usually see a, a rally or bump in this market as we move into that, that harvest season. What uh, What's happening here? It is pretty uh, counter-seasonal that we would see the size of rally, especially that we've seen the last two weeks of August going into September. And I think it's really a combination of things. I mean, first off, we had that storm that went through Iowa, and, you know, we don't we don't know the, the extent of the damage yet. So that's one thing. We have that risk of the unknown of how much corn was laid over and then how much of that would be recoverable or not. Um, we had a decline in crop conditions uh, two weeks, uh, three weeks in a row, but for sure one sizable uh, down week. And then at the same time all this happened, we had uh, funds that were heavily short in corn and soybeans um, and probably kind of want to take their money out. You know, they have this risk that suddenly comes in. They're pretty well ahead, so they start buying to cover those short positions. And there was enough of them there. We had a lot of fuel to push prices higher. Um, I think we're through a lot of that flush right now, um, but we're also right pretty close to harvest. So markets might just kind of chop around a little bit until we get a better idea of maybe where those first yields are going to come in at, especially for corn. And after that, you know, we, we don't know. The other part that comes in on top of that, too, is that we've had some very, very strong sales uh, export sales of both corn and soybeans. Um, we're still behind the pace that we would need to hit the target under the phase one trade agreement. But even so, we've had, you know, the best July we've had in years for sales. August, um, still kind of putting the final numbers together, but that was certainly not any lack of sales there. And so between the increased demand, you know, and then some uncertainty about production, I think there's just different feel than what we've had for quite a while. You know, we saw the soybean basis uh, holding pretty firm. Are, is that continuing as we move closer to harvest? It is. I mean, it. there was a pop in there. It was kind of real short-lived where it was really good, and now we've kind of settled back to decent. Um, as we get close to harvest, I think that's going to back off some. We've also seen a lot of farmer sales you know, in the past week or so that have have kind of pushed that down. The other thing we have to watch is, um, and maybe not so much with soybeans, maybe a little bit more with corn, but they'll both be affected, is that freight values are rising pretty rapidly. And if you think about the amount of those export business, yeah, it's great to have that demand, but at some point we have to move that all through the port system. At least for this area, you know, Dakotas, parts of western Minnesota, especially northwestern Minnesota, all those bushels are going to go off the PNW to meet those sales. But as freight rises, that means the cost of the elevator is increasing, and that affects their basis as well. So there might be some pressure on basis, but I overall I think it's one of those things where it's just going to be very volatile. We'll have times where, you know, yeah, we'll hurry up, we have to get a bunch of bushels booked, and then there's going to be other times that, you know, too much, too fast. Prices have come up. We've had a lot of sales. We just don't need it as bad. So I think it's one of those environments that's pretty important to have your levels um, preset. If you haven't set your basis already, I would say get those orders in. And it's one of those deals where if, if the buyer sees it sitting there, 
they might be tempted to pick it off if they get in, in the right situation. With this bump in, in the marketplace, how should we take advantage of it, or who should be taking advantage of it as we as we move forward here, Katie? This always feels a little bit awkward when it comes right before harvest, because most of the time, you've sold what you need to sell. Um, you've at least sold what you're going to go through harvest. You've sold what you're probably going to need for cash, hopefully. If you haven't done those things, now is a great time to, to look at them and, and to try to take care of them, get things loose and tied up. Now, if you were already in a position where that was done, you know, I think it's worth really taking a look at the 2021 crop year um, and even maybe some additional 20, depending on how far sold you are, um, because we are at levels that we haven't seen since probably the beginning of the year in soybeans, maybe closer to February, beginning of March for corn, but still decent levels. Um there might be some opportunity there to clean up um, and advance sales. Obviously, if you're going to the 2021 crop year, you're probably not going to want to do, you know, 50% of your expected production. Let's try to keep it, you know, 10% or um, right around there, maybe 15% if we got a real good push. But it's something that often gets ignored. Um, you know, we don't generally think out, oh, I have to think out a whole year in advance. But when we have the kind of carryouts we have, that's where your reward is going to be, is further out where there's more uncertainty. Well, we look at this wheat uh, harvest. We're pretty much on the on the backside of that. Everything uh, has gone pretty well. We're getting into the dry beans a little bit, uh, canola, uh, spuds are being dug, of course, the beet uh, pre-pile. Uh, how would you gauge where we're sitting at this point, and, and how do we look as we get into the corn and soybean crops? You know, I think we're sitting really well. I know, at least for wheat, so this, if, even if they're finishing up this week, still three, three, four weeks maybe of, ahead of where they finished last year. Um, and you're right, there really hasn't been major problems. There's pockets where we've had quality issues, but overall, the crop looks pretty good. Um, I guess I haven't heard too much on the potatoes so far, but uh, beets, everyone seems maybe a little bit, um, hesitant yet to put a lot into how things turn out, but they seem generally positive. Uh, I think everyone's hopeful that this year is going to turn out a lot better than what we've seen in the past two years in a lot of cases. Um, yield, yield potential, anyway, certainly looks uh, a lot more significant than it did last year at this time. After the last couple of years, we deserve a good fall, I would think. <laughs> And I think that's where everyone's at, and that's probably a little bit of the hesitancy, too, is you don't want to get your hopes up that, that we're going to have a good year because the past few have been so tough. But, you know, I, I think it's okay to be optimistic. I think it's okay to, to think that, you know, this year things might turn out. No prices aren't as high as they have been, but I do think we're going to have some of that yield there to, um, you know, to pack it up and make those break-evens turn out a little bit better than we might have imagined. It's hard to believe how fast this year has gone, but we're already up on big iron time uh, uh, just around the corner, September 15th, 16th, and 17th. And uh, we're going to have you and, and the rest of the Ag Country crew uh, doing your seminars in, in our Red River Farm Network building this year. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we're going to have um, Bobby Sondrell and Andy Zink, their uh, succession and retirement planning um, uh, consultants for Ag Country. They're going to have a, a discussion on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we're going to have Ashley Kiki. She does uh, tax. 
She's going to uh, present some things that we maybe need to plan for. And then on Thursday, it will be myself and Rob Froning talking about markets and ag policy. Uh, coming up fast. We look forward to working with you in the, in the weeks ahead here. Yeah, we're looking forward to being out there. Good deal. Katie, thanks for your time. Have a good day. Thank you, Don. Katie Tangen from Ag Country. That's the latest edition of Rural Perspectives, sponsored by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Of course, you can always find out more at agcountry.com. I'm Don Wick at the Red River Farm Network.